welcome to this edition of the Head to Head Podcast. I'm your host, Cam McKinney, and this is episode number 117 of the podcast. And in this edition of the podcast, I'm talking about the Utah Jazz, a team that I had huge expectations for coming into this season. I thought they could legitimately be title contenders and at least make it to the Western Conference Finals. That's how good of an offseason I thought they had. They had Donovan Mitchell already, and they added really good basketball players to their roster. But they were eliminated in the first round of the NBA playoffs in a compelling seven-game series against the Denver Nuggets. And again, they were eliminated in the first round. They did not meet those expectations. So for me, they are a massive disappointment. And not enough people are talking about that. I had huge expectations for them. So for me, them being eliminated in the first round is a huge disappointment. And I have a lot of questions for the team moving forward. I mean, we all thought the biggest upgrade that the team was making was at the point guard position. They were going from Ricky Rubio, who a lot of people view as a draft bust, to Mike Conley, a guy who we all thought was the most underrated point guard in the league. Now he's one of the most highest paid point guards in the league, and he doesn't fit well with the Utah Jazz. The most shocking thing about that seventh game is the guy who tried to take the game-winning shot was Mike Conley. Mike Conley, who, oh, by the way, was 2 of 13 in that game. You cannot have a game come down to it and have Mike Conley be the guy who takes the last shot. That's why you have Donovan Mitchell on your team in the first place. He was having a series where he had 50 plus points twice in that series. For the Utah Jazz's season to come down to Mike Conley is completely and utterly ludicrous. The guy has been a major disappointment for you for most of the season. He's a very good basketball player and he just didn't fit well with your team. But you can't have your season come down to him being the guy who needs to take the last shot. I don't care if there were three or four defenders on Donovan Mitchell. He needed to be the guy who took that last shot. Any other great player takes that last shot. Dame Lillard for the Trailblazers would have taken that shot. James Harden for the Rockets would have taken that shot. I'm not saying they would have made that shot, but they would have at least taken it. I think what the Utah Jazz needed that point guard position is a pass-first point guard, not a score-first point guard. Mike Conley is a very good passer, but I think they might need somebody more like Ricky Rubio than Mike Conley. And their other huge addition this offseason was Bojan Bonjanovic, who, by the way, missed this series due to injury. That guy, when he plays, was really good for them. He averaged 20-plus points a game. But when I look at the Utah Jazz roster, I think their main issue is a lack of another star to be the sidekick to Donovan Mitchell. Rudy Gobert is a really great player, but he is a great defensive player. Donovan Mitchell needs a sidekick who is a complete scorer. He needs another great scoring option. You can't just have Jordan Clarkson, Joe Ingles, Mike Conley, and Bojan Bonjanovic. The Utah Jazz need more scoring on their roster. Donovan Mitchell needs his Carl Malone or Carlos Boozer, the guy that he's going to go to when he can't shoot that's going to take a shot and be able able to make it like they used to have a guy like Paul Millsap. That's what Donovan Mitchell needs. He needs a big man who can score. Not like a center, not like a guy, maybe a guy who can shoot threes, but he needs a second scoring option because the Utah Jazz right now in this series, it was proven they didn't have it. And the only way they could win games was Donovan Mitchell going off. The Utah Jazz blew a 3-1 lead to the Denver Nuggets. And I think the biggest difference between the Utah Jazz and the Denver Nuggets, basically they were similar throughout the series. Jamal Murray had to score a lot of points for the Nuggets to win. Donovan Mitchell needed to score a lot of 
points for the Jazz to win. The biggest difference was in the biggest game, Game 7, another guy emerged for the Denver Nuggets, and that was Nikola Jokic. Another star player was on the Nuggets to emerge, so Jamal Murray didn't even have a great Game 7, and the Denver Nuggets were able to win. Guess what? Donovan Mitchell didn't have a great Game 7, and the Utah Jazz couldn't win because he didn't have another star to rely on, and those other guys didn't come up big. Again, Mike Conley was 2 of 13. Nikola Jokic had a 30-point game for the Denver Nuggets. Again, he wasn't great throughout the series, but when the Denver Nuggets needed another guy not named Jamal Murray, Nikola Jokic showed up and balled out. I think an interesting thing that we're seeing in this playoff so far is that you can be a really good team when you have one superstar player handling the load. You can have Donovan Mitchell, you can have Giannis, but when it comes down to it, if those guys aren't right, you can really struggle in that spot. You need more than what those teams have. I mean, the Bucks are kind of struggling right now against the Miami Heat because they don't have another guy not named Giannis who is a star player. Chris Middleton is a really good all-star type player, but he's not a top-tier guy to go along with Giannis. I think the same thing's happening with Donovan Mitchell. He's being asked to carry too much of the load. And the teams that are succeeding are these teams with multiple star players like the Denver Nuggets, like the Houston Rockets, like the LA Clippers. They have multiple stars. And these teams that only have one stars so far in this postseason aren't doing great. I think the other elephant in the room for the Utah Jazz is what do they now do with Rudy Gobert? I mean, this guy was the face of COVID-19 when it came to sports. He was the first major athlete who got it, and then basketball was canceled. How do his teammates feel about him? If Donovan Mitchell doesn't want to play long-term with Rudy Gobert, do the Utah Jazz have to move on from him? And if they have to move on from their defensive player of the year, can they trade him and get adequate value back? Because moving on from Rudy Gobert and not getting great pieces back could be a massive misstep for the organization. But again, you can't keep Rudy Gobert if your best player doesn't want to play basketball with that guy anymore and I don't know the answer to that. Maybe Donovan Mitchell is going to be mature in this situation and say, fine, I don't like him on off the court, but on the court we're a good pair or is he going to be like, if you want me to remain a member of the Utah Jazz, this guy needs to go. I mean, overall, I think that's another weakness of the Utah Jazz is you have this one guy in Rudy Gobert who holds it down defensively, and then you have another guy who does everything offensively, and then everyone else is in between. Like, Joe Ingles is a nice player. Mike Conley is a nice player at times. They don't have other guys. They need other guys to be great defenders and great scorers. It seems like both parts of their team are built around these two players. They need more around those guys. Another reason I had huge expectations for the Utah Jazz this season was because Quinn Schneider has proven he's one of the best head coaches in the game. I mean, this guy lost Gordon Hayward and was able to bounce back real quick. That's something I actually really admire about the Utah Jazz. When they're not having their best seasons, they're never tanking. They're always there. They're always a solid team. But this was the year for me that the Utah Jazz were supposed to make that next step. They had Donovan Mitchell. They were supposed to make that next step to Western Conference titles contender. I really thought Mike Conley would fit in better with this team and that's the move that was made that didn't work out and that's why the Utah Jazz didn't take that next step. They brought in Bojan Bonjanovic and again, he came in and was scoring 20 points per game. Maybe if he hadn't gotten hurt, the Utah Jazz would have won that series. But again, that's not a good enough excuse. You were able to bring in pieces and it didn't work out. That's on you. The Utah Jazz were supposed to at least make the second round of the playoffs. 
playoffs and compete to make the Western Conference Finals. And for me, that makes them a disappointment. And not enough people are talking about that. I get they lost a thrilling Game 7. I get that Donovan Mitchell had two 50-point games. I get it. It was an entertaining series. But I look at the expectations I had for them going into the season, and I look at them and I say, they're a major disappointment for me. Like, I think one of the biggest surprises of this postseason is that the Utah Jazz are going home and the Houston Rockets have made it to the second round. Like, I thought the Utah Jazz were going to be a better team than the Houston Rockets. I thought Donovan Mitchell was going to take that next step and the Utah Jazz were going to be title contenders, legitimate ones, and better than those teams that were on the outside looking in. Like, I thought this was a year where the Houston Rockets were going to take a huge step back and a team like the Utah Jazz would emerge. But the opposite has happened, and now I'm starting to think it's because Donovan Mitchell is a one-man show and a team like the Houston Rockets have multiple stars. Listen, we don't have super teams anymore. There's no free stars, but Donovan Mitchell needs another star player to go around him. Of course, he's a great player, and the Utah Jazz should build around him, but they shouldn't build solely around him. He might be Dwayne Wade 2.0. I've heard that comparison, but remember, Dwayne Wade won titles with Shaquille O'Neal, LeBron James, and Chris Bosh. Dwayne Wade didn't win titles alone, even though in that NBA Finals in 2006, he really did do it on his own. He still had other players around him. If the Utah Jazz are going to make that next step to title contending teams, that they need to add talent around Donovan Mitchell. I thought there were too many points in this series where I was like, wow, his second best scoring option is Jordan Clarkson, who at one point nobody wanted in basketball. I mean, when he got to the Cleveland Cavaliers, he was barely visible on the court. And now the Utah Jazz, a team I legitimately thought were title contenders, are now solely relying on him to be the second or third scoring option. That's not the direction where I think the Utah Jazz need to go. They need to make some serious offseason moves and they need to move on from Mike Conley. That's where I would start. They need to get a legitimate point guard. It was telling that their entire season was on the hands of Mike Conley in that last shot and that it didn't go in. That was the perfect ending to this Utah Jazz season because for the most part, that acquisition did not work. And I get it. Mike Conley is past his heyday. He was at his best when he was with the Memphis Grizzlies. And really, he was never their best player. They always had Marcus Gasol. They always had Zach Randolph. They always had other players. And when he was the guy, the Memphis Grizzlies really weren't that great of a basketball team. I just think you look around the NBA and the point guard played this postseason and you look at the Utah Jazz and they have Mike Conley and you're like, wow, even the Miami Heat are getting huge contributions from a guy like Goran Dragic. That's the type of guy that needs to be on the Utah Jazz. A guy who doesn't need to be the best player on the team, but when you expect him to the rise to the occasion, he does. Like Nobody thinks about Goran Dragic when they talk about the Miami Heat, but he can just come into a game and score 20 points when needed to. He doesn't need to do it night in and night out. Nobody's asking Mike Conley to be the best player on the Utah Jazz, but what people were expecting from him was to fit on the basketball team, and I don't think he fits with what was going on with that basketball team. He just doesn't fit. I think Bojan Bonjanovic fits with the Utah Jazz moving forward because they need as many scoring options as they can get, but ultimately, Mike Conley just doesn't fit with what the Utah Jazz are doing moving forward. They won 44 games this year. 
They won 50 last year with Ricky Rubio as their point guard. They were supposed to make that next huge step, and I thought they could win legitimately 55-plus games. I think they should have won 55 games. That's where my standard for the Utah Jazz season was. I thought they were going to be one of the best teams in the Western Conference because there was an opening door there. The Western Conference isn't as great as it was in the past. There's no Golden State Warriors there looming. This was a year for the Utah Jazz to make that next step. So for them to be eliminated in the first round of the postseason, I think is unacceptable. And that means there needs to be big changes to this roster moving forward. This team needs to make that next step. I heard the news that Donovan Mitchell is getting a contract max at some point in this offseason, and that's great for him. But they cannot rely on Donovan Mitchell to solely get them to take that next step. They need to put pieces around him. Whether or not that's moving on from guys like Gobert and Mike Conley, they need to do whatever it takes to make that next step. You cannot be a team whose star player scores 50 plus points for you in two playoff games and go home in the first round. That's when you're in like Vince Carter territory. Remember when he was with the Raptors and he was having those scoring battles with Allen Iverson and he was sent home? That's the fastest way to get a star player to resent you because you can't take that next step. You need to build around this player. I don't care if you give Donovan Mitchell a max contract. If you keep going home in the first round, at some point, he's going to think that you're the problem. You need to put pieces around Donovan Mitchell because he's that type of player, but he can't do it alone. And listen, you tried. You had a really good offseason. You brought in Mike Conley. I thought it was a valiant effort, but now you need to look at that move and say to yourself, that was a mistake. I need to move on from that basketball player, and I need to do that next thing to get a star piece around Donovan Mitchell. Because if you look around that Western Conference, you're looking at all those star duos moving forward. James Harden and Russell Westbrook, LeBron James and Anthony Davis, and oh, by the way, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. These guys aren't going anywhere. If you don't form your own star duo, this is going to keep happening to you. And I get that Rudy Gobert is a star player, but he's a star defender. You need another scoring option. It's not enough with the Utah Jazz have. There's a reason that they only scored seven. 78 points in a game seven of the first round loss. 78 points. And I get that a lot of that is because of how long that series went, but they had a three to one lead. And the reason they weren't able to close it out because Donovan Mitchell was probably exhausted from leading this team and scoring almost every game, 50 points twice, and you weren't able to win. I think the thing that baffles me with the Utah Jazz is people's reaction to them. They just blew a 3-1 to one win and everyone had huge expectations. They were everyone's darling pick this offseason to take that next step and they went from 50 wins to 44 and they were eliminated in the first round. I get that they went through COVID-19 and everything changed for them, but even in the regular season when they were playing and everything was normal, they were not the team I thought they were going to be. Nobody seems to be looking at them and saying this is a disappointing team. I get that they lost to a Denver Nuggets team, but they lost to a Denver Nuggets team that I thought they were going to be better than. This is a team who has a star player and it has a lead coach. It's up to the front office to make the necessary roster moves for this to work out. There is no reason why next season the Utah Jazz should not turn into legitimate title contending teams. They're going to get Bojan Bojanovic back. They're still going to have Donovan Mitchell. Again, I don't 
don't know what they're going to do with Rudy Gobert, but they need to do everything in their power to surround Donovan Mitchell with good scoring options around him and better defenders. You can't have a team where one guy plays all the defense and Gobert and the other guy does all the scoring. They need to be a deeper roster moving forward. One move that they should really look into, and I don't know if the Oklahoma City Thunder are going to keep Chris Paul, but if you can do anything in your power to try to trade for Chris Paul, that would be the ideal move for the Utah Jazz. That would make them legitimate title contending team because Chris Paul proved in this postseason he balled out even though he also lost in a seven game series. Chris Paul and Donovan Mitchell would be quite the guard duo that maybe we all thought Mike Conley and him would be. Now we all know Chris Paul is a better player than Mike Conley, but I even think at this point he fits in better with the Utah Jazz. He's the passer they need and he's the scoring option they need at the point guard spot. That is a dream scenario for the Utah Jazz is to get Chris Paul. Who knows if he would even accept that trade, but I think that he would because he would look at that and go, I want to play with a guy like Donovan Mitchell. I was able to go seven games with the Houston Rockets on the Oklahoma City Thunder. Imagine how far I could go with a guy like Donovan Mitchell. That's the type of move I'm looking for the Utah Jazz to make to become legitimate title contending teams that I thought they were going to become this season. Also, another point guard option is Fred Van Fleet. Like, that's the type of guy that the Utah Jazz should go after. I mean, the Toronto Raptors are going to do everything in their power to keep Fred Van Fleet, but that's the kind of scoring you need at that point guard position. You need somebody to help shoulder the load with Donovan Mitchell. Listen, with the Utah Jazz, I love the consistency. I love that they're always there. They're never a bad basketball team, but I don't think that's good enough anymore. They haven't been to the NBA Finals since the late 90s with John Stockton and Carl Malone. I think it's time for them to take that next step and really try to make the Western Conference Finals and compete for a championship. They didn't, they weren't able to get over the hump with Derek Williams and Carlos Boozer. Again, they had Gordon Hayward and they unfortunately lost him to the Boston Celtics, but now they have another star player in Donovan Mitchell and it's time for them to compete for an NBA championship because he's that type of caliber player where if you put him on the big stage, I believe he's going to deliver. He did that in the first round and you weren't able to get over the hump. So that kind of loss should make you rethink your roster moving forward. You need to make a drastic move to do whatever you can to get Donovan Mitchell on the biggest stage possible for him to ball out and show the world that he is one of the best basketball players in the world and that you are a team here to stay. You're not the type of team that's just going to make the postseason and then bow out in the first round. That should be the mission of the Utah Jazz this offseason is to do what Ever you can to surround Donovan Mitchell with enough talent so that the next time you lose in the postseason, it won't be in the first round. Because basically, I think what the Utah Jazz are asking Donovan Mitchell to do is to be their James Harden without the Chris Pauls of the world, without the Russell Westbrooks. It's time for Mitchell to form his own duo with his own star, and that didn't work out for Mike Conley, so it's time for the Utah Jazz to go back to the drawing board and to find a signature star player to form a formidable duo with Donovan Mitchell. I hope they make that move. I hope that the Utah Jazz become
from legitimate title contending teams because we did see in that first round Donovan Mitchell is a heck of a basketball player and fun to watch and you hope he's given every opportunity he can to make it further and further into the postseason. The Utah Jazz were supposed to make that next step and become one of the best teams in the Western Conference. They didn't. They were the sixth seed in the West. It's time for them to become a legitimate top three seed in the West and with Donovan Mitchell you can't tell me that's out of the realm of possibility. There is real expectations for the Jazz now and it's time for them to live up to those expectations. You have Quinn Schneider, you have Donovan Mitchell. It's time for the Jazz to be more than just a team that's there, to be more than a team that just has a good record and makes the postseason. It's time for them, the Utah Jazz, to live up to the hype that was built last offseason and become one of the best teams in the West. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Head to Head Podcast. I'm Cam McKinney. There'll be a new episode of the podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts and iTunes, so please rate, review, and subscribe. <laughs>